All right, Sean. So we were talking about gold on this latest podcast that we've recorded, at least at the time of this recording. And so you brought up something that's really interesting. What was it that you brought up? Um, I was thinking, uh, this is something that I've had in mind for a long time that, you know, there's people who are heavily invested into gold and they think gold is going to be, we're going to go back to a gold standard and they're going to make so much money because they're just sitting on piles of gold. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about the fact that, um, I've been thinking about the idea of asteroid mining mm -hmm. that we have had. So, so SpaceX, when they've created rockets that they can actually reuse, mm -hmm. that's been a huge game changer for everything relating to going to space. Mm -hmm. And there have been uh, people who have tried to start companies. I know there was a company called Planetary Resources that doesn't exist anymore, mm -hmm. but it was kind of a pre-startup where they got a bunch of scientists together and said, could we actually make money by mining asteroids? Mm. And uh, I don't know if they released a lot of details, but at some point they kind of uh, broke up and went their separate ways. Mm -hmm. Now, um, that was, that was I think that was like 10 years ago. I think at some point in the future, the time will be ripe for a business that wants to mine asteroids. Mm. Now, I think um, people have talked about one of the first things you would do with asteroid mining is actually go get water mm -hmm. and bring it to uh, things in space that require water, such as the International Space Station. Mm -hmm. They actually, uh, you know, there's people up there on Space Station 24-7, and the way they get their water is we bring it up to them on a rocket, mm -hmm. which is extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. um, if we could go to some asteroid that has some ice on it, just grab it, mm -hmm. put it down, and you know, purify it, and they could drink it. Mm. Uh, and um, I've also seen some like infographics where they talk about the amount of valuable minerals that are floating around in large asteroids in the asteroid belt. Mm -hmm. There was uh, one asteroid that was estimated to be worth. 25 quadrillion dollars Ooh, because it was just so full of uh i think platinum and gold just the most expensive metals wow and just a giant chunk of it that was just ready to be grabbed now the thing about that is if you go take that asteroid and bring it back to earth and start selling those minerals you're not going to get that much money for it because when you estimate the prices that's at the current price uh-huh and the current price is based on the scarcity of it, right? Yep. So like take platinum. There's only so much platinum here on earth. We're trading it for a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. If you bring in just like 10 times more platinum, it will get cheaper, you know? Mm. And um, so that's an interesting angle on it. Another so angle on it is I ask myself the question of, could this be done in secret or is it going to be like a known obvious public thing that people have begun mining asteroids i think it might be something that everyone is able to see it coming well i mean everyone's probably going to be able to see it coming but if we actually extrapolate this out to the diamond market right now we have an overabundant mm -hmm. supply of diamonds but the diamonds are still very very pricey even though we have an oversupply yeah. of them and so what the mm -hmm. market's been doing or at least the corporations that that are mining these diamonds and, and purifying them 
is that one we're, we're developing diamonds in the lab that is the exact same chemical structure as a regularly mined diamond okay exactly the same and they actually sell for cheaper uh because it's lab made now with that being said when we're mining diamonds again we have an oversupply of them and so they are restricting the flow out into the market mm -hmm. to keep the diamond prices high and so you know it's that could be a scenario where if an asteroid was getting mined i don't think we would know exactly how much is getting mined out of that asteroid at least if they want to keep the prices stable they could probably do it in secret in my opinion they'll they'll probably have to make some news about it but they'll probably do it in secret and then from there they're going to slowly trickle that out into the economy until the point where people are realizing hey this is like really common that we are having this much minerals here uh we might need to jack up the price some more or lower the supply or lower the price uh, depending on you know what's available so at least that's my theory on it that's a very interesting theory i had not thought of it that way mm -hmm. yeah um, i think that is there's a decent likelihood that that's how it would play out well, at least if you want to maximize on the profit, because remember, you're right. shooting a rocket onto an asteroid. That costs money. And the only commodity that we cannot replenish, at least at this time, is the gasoline or the oil used to shoot that rocket if we're still basing it off of you know actual rocket fuel, oil. Um, that's the only commodity that we can't really reproduce at a cheap price. We can remake oil. But it's so much energy and so much uh, effort just to be able to make a drop of oil because now we are trying to create something to burn it. And, you know, if you understand just a little bit about, you know, physics and biology, it's really hard to recreate a fossil fuel. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, the, the amount of money you have to input dr drastically outweighs what comes out of it. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. a negative it's a negative in essence well, i think that process i don't know if they still use this but my understanding is that a lot of rocket fuel is um hydrogen and oxygen could be yeah kept separately um maybe and then uh, they i don't know together. too much yeah um yeah what's interesting about what spacex has done is that previously the vast majority of the cost of going to space was building the rocket yep and making sure that it works right and so when if they are able to cut that cost by a factor of 10 mm -hmm. that pretty much cuts the entire cost of mm -hmm. going to space by a factor of 10 hmm. um now here's now going back to the scenario where they carefully trickle out the amount of gold to keep the price high mm -hmm. um i can imagine i this seems less likely but i can imagine scenarios where they don't want to do that scenarios where they would actually be motivated to to bring down the price of these precious metals abruptly hmm. you know th there's various reasons why one example could be uh i mean let's say they want people to use bitcoin instead let's say they have lots of bitcoin hmm. you know i know elon musk has talked about bitcoin before so let's say he's sitting on tons of bitcoin mm -hmm. and he decides he's going to suddenly drop a bunch of gold into the market 
and bring the price of gold down and all the people because there's people all over the world who are sitting on tons of gold because they believe it's going to be money it's has been used as money in the past Mm -hmm. it could be used as money in the future and that gives it an extra value beyond just what it's worth in terms of its industrial uses Mm. um and someone might want to just destroy that you know if they don't like the idea of using gold as money Mm -hmm. they could just try and get rid of it by mining an asteroid and and flooding the market with gold um potentially potentially yeah if i just think broadly about it i do think that's less likely versus the scenario you described that they would sort of hold on to it like diamonds Mm. but yeah who knows who knows now Mm -hmm. does this just as an investor Mm -hmm. does this whole line of thinking make you question the gold investment more does for me as an investor if i was to invest in gold the likelihood that we're able to land on an asteroid safely and mine it and bring it back yeah. within our lifetime, it might be towards the latter end of the lifetime, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, I mean, we haven't even been able to colonize the moon or even the Mars, right? We're able to land mm-hmm. on the moon, but we haven't colonized moon. You know, we don't have a moon race yet uh, mm-hmm. where we're trying to build a sustainable city on the moon. But we're trying to do it on Mars. So I don't know. Uh, Short answer is I don't know. And that's why I generally don't look at gold in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like to look at gold. I mean, it's as a jewelry, as a, you know, as an item I can hold and, and just be entranced by. Um, but that's that's about it. That that's as far as I would go into gold in terms of an investment, and that's why I generally look at you know actual equities, where I can see it's working, I can see it's being very productive in my portfolio, and you know, and I'm hoping that even during the times of the down down market, uh, that my portfolio does okay decently. It doesn't lose as much, and and that's the whole goal. At least in in my mentality, is this the whole goal is to always be slightly above the market, right? Because as long as I'm doing better than the market, at least in investments, that means my theories in in these companies are correct, and that's I think is going to be that that's the whole fun of the game for me. So, what about you? What are your thoughts on the gold argument? Um. You know, I used to think this could be a big risk for gold investing, but after this conversation, I think it's a lot less. Honestly, <laughs> no, don't don't have me be so. Don't don't take everything I say to granted, okay? Yeah, <laughs> this is just my opinion. I could be totally wrong, and an asteroid lands tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm not yeah, taking yeah. it on authority. Okay. I'm saying, especially the idea of the diamond market mm. and the example of the fact that there's this. There's tons of diamonds, but they are able to slow the supply of it. Mm-hmm. That's something I had not thought of, and mm-hmm. I think that's that definitely changes my thinking on it. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing that I don't think we either of us has thought of. I just thought of it just now. Is that if there was an influx of gold, platinum, palladium, uh, silver, all the precious metals, right? Mm-hmm. 
right now we can't really expand technology especially the circuit boards because of the limited supply of gold and silver etc and so mm -hmm. if there was a huge influx of these material we might be actually opening it up to new technology that we couldn't currently use because of the limited supply I mean, imagine if we have overabundance of platinum and palladium. I mean, platinum is used in the catalyst converters in, in the back of our cars, right? Mm -hmm. To convert fossil fuel into something more uh, eco-friendly, so to speak. At least the nitrogen, nitrous oxide, and sulfurous oxide being exhausted uh, uh, through the combustion process. Mm -hmm. Think of that technology, and now we magnify that into different industries. Think of what platinum or palladium or gold can do, right? And so I'm actually more curious to see if we have a huge influx of this and it becomes much cheaper to use it in research, what other technologies can we build from it? At least as a scientist, yeah. that, that's my curiosity at this point. Like now, instead of uh, platinum being $25,000 an ounce, or is it $2,500 an ounce or some outrageous number, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's a high price. What if platinum goes down to $10 an ounce? And now we can actually do scientific research at an economical sense and do it, a lot of it, right? Mm -hmm. Think of all the technology that could evolve from that. Think of all the technology that could evolve from gold. I mean, we use gold in our circuit boards. Think of how, and gold's a good conductor of electricity, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to rack my brain if gold's a conductor of electricity. I don't remember. I think it is. I think it is. Imagine if we start building circuit boards out of complete gold. I mean, and because there's an overabundant supply, like, yeah, gold might be, you know, what is it, 1800 to $2,500 an ounce, depending on the decade. But imagine it going down to, you know, $10 an ounce. Same, same example. I mean, we're able to put that into our technology and make it even more efficient. My, microchips might even be able to be developed even more efficiently, right? Because, you know, with microchips, you got to have certain atoms, uh, at least from my understanding through the whole process, you got to add the ones and zeros, uh, electrical signals on the atoms itself. And maybe gold might be the best way to do that. Who knows? I don't know. I, I could be speaking out of my, <laughs> my brain here, but you know, uh, developing a microchips. I mean, we're using a lot of precious metals for developing microchips right now. And so just imagine mm -hmm. if we're able to use better metals than what we have currently. Um, it's a phenomenal, a phenomenal type of extrapolation, but who knows? It might even increase the market for them uh, if an asteroid hit or if we're able to mine an asteroid and improve our technology. You know, that right there, is actually another good point I hadn't thought of. There's this uh, economist, I can't remember when he was, but way back in the day, there was this mm -hmm. economist named Jevons, okay. William Jevons. And he came up with an idea of Jevons' paradox. Mm. It's the idea that uh, sometimes when you expand the availability of some resource, mm -hmm. it will actually ultimately become less scarce. Mm -hmm. Or, or uh, I mean, it will become either more scarce mm -hmm. or it will not become less scarce because basically people want to utilize it so much mm -hmm. that they 
increase their utilization, sometimes oh. even more so. So one uh, example that I think about a lot is adding lanes to a freeway. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, um, it doesn't make that much of an impact, especially if you add one lane at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you often can still have the same amount of traffic. Mm-hmm. Or another example is oil. When they pull more oil to the ground, people just use up the difference, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so the when you pull when you get more of something oftentimes it doesn't seem more abundant in the market or it Mm. doesn't seem you know the price doesn't go down Hmm. yeah i've heard of that happening at least when we're dealing with the oil issue i think there was some um either on the economist or some youtube video uh, that they said that the reason why you know we our oil prices have been going down is because we're not even though we're we have more oil, but we're we're driving more now because we have more oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't save. I think this is this was published during the time of COVID, uh, pre COVID, right before, right in the first couple months of COVID, where they're they're measuring the amount of you know pollution and gas and traffic and the economy reopening, and they were theorizing that this was happening, that you know yeah you might have more supply of oil. But now that you have more supply of oil, people are going to drive more. They're not going to. They're not going to keep their same lifestyle. They're just going to keep going, um, and, and spend, right? Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. I didn't know that that was actually a theory by uh by that economist. That that how long has that theory been out? Is it since the seventies? Uh, so yeah, Jevons paradox came from William Stanley Jevons. William Stanley uh, Jevons, okay. He died in 1882. Oh, definitely not in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, way back when. So that's what last century. Wow. Now we ended here. Uh, sure. Awesome. All right. So everyone, thank you so much for watching this short clip. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have many more like this. But until next time, thank you guys so much for watching, and see you guys all in the next recording. Take care, everyone.